right, welcome on a Tuesday. Glad you're with us. John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Dore in the open. Visited with him last week. Uh, it was fun to visit with Tom, get his recollections of uh, being right there with those Bulls teams in the 90s. Tom was the TV play-by-play announcer for uh, Chicago during that time and uh, now lives in Austin. So it was fun to visit with him about that last week. We'll get another angle on the uh, series, the documentary, The Last Dance, coming up as uh, Derwin Graham Jr. joins us today. Derwin uh, ran track here at Baylor, now is a producer at ESPN, and uh, was a part of the documentary, The Last Dance. So we look forward to catching up and visiting with Derwin about his thoughts about how it turned out and uh, his part in The Last Dance. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. John Morris uh, home here in Hewitt. Q in the studio making things work for us. And Q, good morning to you. How are things going so far? Everything is going well. Uh, There's some donuts and kolaches here at the radio station. So you know how it is when there's some free food around the building. It is all good. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Glad to hear that. Uh, I did, let me let you know, I did uh, watch the final two episodes nice. last night. MJ and I sat down and watched those last night, so we got to watch them together like I hope would happen, and uh, it was great. I mean, it was kind of, uh, uh, I was kind of sad when it ended because those mm-hmm. were so well produced and so well done, but uh, fun to see all ten of those episodes. Yeah, no, it was, and, and I figured you were going to really, really enjoy it, and especially being able to sit down and watch it with your son. I mean, just a really, really uh, fun documentary. All 10 episodes I really, really enjoyed uh, stretching over five weeks. But, man, oh, man, I have an idea and a feeling that I'm probably going to go back and watch it at some point, just the whole thing, just now that I have it all recorded in all 10 episodes. Just go back and just watch them just back to back to back. I don't know when I'm going to do it, but I will at some <laughs> point. Yeah, that's uh, and the way it's done, it's so well done that you would want to go back and watch those at some point. So uh, we may do the same thing. Who knows? What do you think about the ending, like the very end of episode 10? And if, if somebody's listening to us and they haven't seen it yet, I, I don't think we're spoiling anything here. <laughs> but, but you know, it's kind of hard. You do ten hour a 10-hour documentary. You got all that video. Uh, I would think it might be kind of hard to, you know, to put a bow on it and right. tie it up and, and kind of wrap it all up. No, I, I exactly. I agree. And I, I said that yesterday on, on Unnecessary Roughness. I just said the, the way it ended, it just kind of ended. I mean, you yeah. know, it was just it was yeah. it was the end. But again, I mean, at some point you got to cut it off. Right. And so it just I, I think it's almost one of those. It's almost impossible to uh, end on a on a better note than they did, I guess. I mean, that was really, I guess, the best that they could do with it. But it just sure. it just ended. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean, the celebration in Grant Park, that was, you know, that was a given that that you were going to have that on there. But then just kind of a, uh, I guess, a retrospective of Michael Jordan sitting there and, you know, and and thinking it all through, talking it all through in his mind. Uh, it, It was good. I'm not saying there was anything wrong with it, but uh, I, I was just interested to see how they would wrap it all up. No, I was too. And it was, I mean, like I said, I feel like they probably did the best job that they could do. But I mean, they, I guess the one thing that they did really well is they left it out there. So it gave plenty of conversation afterwards and the next day. And I've been hearing on different sports talk stations and and we even talked about it in uh, a little bit of length uh, yesterday. Uh, You know, could they have won seven if they had uh, were able to come back? If everybody was able to come back one more time, would they have been able to to win seven rings? And and, uh, you know, is it is it a shame that they didn't come back for a seventh ring? And so it's just I I guess it kind of left that cliffhanger there, which I guess that's cool. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's always good to have a cliffhanger. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he kind of uh, surmised there, you know, would Phil have come back for one more year? You know, if it was a one-year deal. Right. Yes, you know, and he kind of went through the, the, the lineup. Would these guys have come back one-year contract? Most of them, yes, you know. So that that did sort of leave it hanging out there. Oh, man, they could have done it one more time. Wouldn't that have been fun to see? Uh, but obviously it didn't happen that way. No. <laughs> uh, Derek Smith sent me uh, uh, a, an email yesterday, and he found this. I haven't seen this. Have you seen the Twitter account Jordan Jamming? Yes, I was just watching it this morning, and it is so <laughs> funny because uh, whoever's putting it together has done a really good job with it, and it's, it's actually really uh, fun to kind of check out. Yeah, that's funny. I, I had no idea about it, and uh, so if you want to take a look at it, it's uh, on Twitter, at Jordan Jamming. So you remember the spot in, was it episode 9 or 10 when he's on the bus with the headsets? I want to say it was 10, but, I mean, it, okay. it easily could have been 9. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those last two, and they had finished a practice, and he's getting on the bus, and he's got some headphones on, and he's just kind of jamming out to some music, but you never hear the music. Right. Right, I mean, right. they never let you in on what he's listening to. It was Kenny Lattimore. They he, oh, he did say that. Yeah, yeah he said, he said that, it was right. Kenny Lattimore, and he because he was joking that he got it before it even uh, came out in stores. That's what it was. Yeah. So, uh, but the video is him just you know bebopping in the back of the bus with his uh, headphones on, and so somebody put together a Twitter account at Jordan Jamming. And uh, and then people pipe in and put in their own music of what he might be listening to. <laughs> One of them was September from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Right. So I said, uh, if he's listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire, he really is the goat. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I knew that'd be right up your alley. But yeah, that's exactly. Right. I saw that this morning. I was checking them out. There was a lot of good ones that they uh, they put together, and it, it almost sounds like I mean, you can when you listen to it, it almost sounds like he could be listening to that song. Yeah, yeah, it's timed out pretty well. Yep. So uh, so that's fun. That's out there at Jordan Jamming uh, on Twitter. Uh, okay, uh, we're off and running on this Tuesday. We're glad you're with us. John Morris home here in Hewitt. Q is in the studio. We're going to catch up and visit with Derwin Graham Jr. coming up in just a bit, a producer for the uh, the series The Last Dance. He's a Baylor grad. He was, uh, uh, I believe I'm right, that he was a journalism major when Derwin was here and uh, had a minor in uh, film and digital media. So he wanted to get into this, and, man, he's in it big time at ESPN. So we look forward to uh, catching up and visiting with him and, and getting his thoughts on The Last Dance. Uh, Q, remind people that we tried to have him on, what, two or three weeks ago? Yeah. And he checked with his uh, bosses, and they said, nope, can't do it till the series is over. So uh, now that it's over, the documentary uh, run is over of The Last Dance, uh, reached back out, and he ran it up the flagpole again, and they said yes. So uh, look forward to visiting with him coming up in just a few minutes. So we got that coming up in the hour. We're glad you're with us on this Tuesday morning. Take a break. Be back with more in just a moment. Sun is shining. Oh, man, it's going to be hot today. Have you seen that? They are saying 96, 97 degrees here in Central Texas today. And bright blue sky and a lot of sunshine. Let's get a check of weather and more. And then we'll be back on the other side. John Morris Show brought to you by Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Also brought to you by D'Amore Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. 
This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Get ready for a record-breaking day today. It'll be mostly sunny. Again, record heat expected. 98 degrees will be the high. Our heat index this afternoon tops out at 102. And again, if we hit 98, that'll break the record of 95 set back in 2008. It'll be clear tonight. Quiet. Low temperatures fall to 69. And mostly sunny. Hot again tomorrow, but not quite as hot with a high of 93. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5, 6, and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Need a change of scenery? Spend a few nights at the historic Stagecoach Inn. This hotel, with its heritage trees and lush outdoor spaces, is the perfect place to get lost for a few days and escape the hustle and bustle of city life. Lounge in your guest room with boutique-style amenities and enjoy a chef-driven menu from the restaurant delivered to your room. The beautiful Texas landscape awaits you at the historic Stagecoach Inn in Salado. Reserve your room today at StagecoachSalado.com. Now more than ever, we all need a strong immune system. Healthy diet along with the right supplements help support your immune system, specifically multivitamin and vitamin D. Dallas' own Cooper Clinic recommends vitamins to improve the quality and quantity of its patients' lives. Use coupon code IMMUNE20 on coopercomplete.com to get 20% off any purchase. That's IMMUNE20 at coopercomplete.com for 20% off. Make Cooper part of your daily regimen and support that immune system. This is the John Morris Show, proudly presented by Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Now, back to today's JMO Radio Show. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Tuesday morning. John Morris and Hugh, and glad you're with us today. Uh, so I undershot the uh, high there. Mike LaPointe uh, from Fox 44 says 98, the projected high. Hugh with uh, uh, heat indices uh, over 100, maybe close to 105. So, uh, man, it's going to get steamy out there today. Yeah, it really is. And uh, in, in respect for you, I got my shorts on today, and uh, nice. I'm, I'm good to go. You know, So I think we're getting close to that time period where I go shorts and I don't look back. So it's another shorts nice. day today. It's two in a row uh, now. Here we go. Very nice. Well, you won't be surprised to know I am the the same. I've got shorts <laughs> on here at home and uh, not changing anytime soon, I don't think. So, you know, it's funny. I walked in my closet a couple of days ago and looked at one side. One side of the closet has uh, on a lower rack just some long pants and uh, on an upper rack on that side, it's got suits and sport coats. And I have not worn anything from that side of the closet <laughs> I told you one day it was kind of cool when I wore jeans, so those that one day. But other than that, I hadn't worn anything from that side of the closet for two months, two full months. I believe it. I absolutely <laughs> believe it. I mean, I was wearing jeans for the longest while it was still a little, not chilly or cold, right. but just it wasn't hot, hot. So I was still wearing 
wearing pants. But now I'll tell you right, as soon as it gets hot, there's a certain point that it hits, and then there's no looking back. And I'll be wearing shorts every single day, and I, I have a feeling that we're getting close to that period. Uh, yeah, we may have hit that. <laughs> Although to 98 today, and uh, it's not supposed to be this hot the rest of the week. I've been in the 90s, so so we're getting closer and closer to that. Uh, we're going to come visit you and your pool, Q. Uh, we're almost to there. You said pool. Pool Q. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I would love to know where that pool's at. <laughs> I will tell you right now that uh, as, as much as pools are nice, that was the thing I hated the most as a kid was having to clean that pool. That was that was one, another one of my chores that I had, and I've had many chores, but that was one of them. And, man, I could not stand having to clean the pool. That's work. It's the it? worst. Yep. Where was that? Was that in California? Yeah, that was in California uh, when I was living at my mom's house, and she had a pool, and I never used it, but she always made me clean oh, really? it. So, yeah, there you go. That's worse. If you uh, if you like the pool and you were in it a lot, then uh, you can understand cleaning it, you know, to get it ready. But exactly, you never used it. no, I didn't. I just I really had no no business unless I was throwing a party or something, and that was very rare. And so uh, yeah, but that sure was my job. Go clean the pool. So there you go. Wow, that's wild. <laughs> All right, let me let everybody know uh, we recorded yesterday, and it'll be out tomorrow, our podcast, our new Sikkim podcast for the week. Uh, This is a production of Baylor Athletics, and again, it'll be uh, up and available tomorrow, and uh, it's going to be, I think you'll enjoy hearing from Glenn Moore, Baylor softball coach, and his wife, Janice. We had them on together for the podcast. Because, uh, and, and Q, part of that motivation was uh, this is national, or this is, again, I guess, National Foster Care Awareness Month mm. in the month of May. And the Moors have uh, three foster kids at their house. Right. So uh, that was uh, part of what we discussed with them. And it, it's really interesting, uh, you know, to get their viewpoints, how it all happened. And they've got to be careful. You know, we don't talk, we don't mention the, the three kids' uh, names at all. And that's what's recommended, uh, you know, from the foster agency. But just the dynamics in their house with they've got two kids of their own and they add these three and they've been there for three years now. So, uh, man, what a great story. And you'll hear that from Glenn and Janice Moore on our Sikkim podcast that will uh, drop tomorrow. That's going to be a good one. It, it really is. And uh, that, that's that's always awesome to, to hear that story. And, uh, you know, the, the Moors are so uh, supportive of each other and, and uh, you know, and, and the kids as well. And so, yeah, that's that's going to be a good story to hear. Yep, so that's coming up uh, tomorrow. That'll be out uh, wherever you uh, uh, consume your podcasts and on the Baylor website at BaylorBears.com. We will have our final uh, Baylor Coaches Show of the uh, year of the semester coming up tomorrow night, and that's 6 to 7 here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Rudy's is open for business, but still we're not going to be able to do the show from Rudy's. But here on the radio, and you'll hear from uh, Felicia Mulkey, Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling head coach. You'll hear from Joey Scrivano, Baylor women's tennis coach. And then from uh, Ryan McGuire. We'll go back to the fall and uh, the record-setting, unbelievable season for Baylor volleyball and wrap up the coach's show hearing from Coach Ryan McGuire. So that's uh, tomorrow night, 6 to 7, here on ESPN Central Texas for the Baylor Coaches Show tomorrow evening. So we look forward to that uh, programming-wise coming up. uh, And right after this break, 
We invite you to stay with us. We will hear from Derwin Graham, Jr. Derwin is a producer at ESPN. He's a Baylor grad, ran track and field here at Baylor, and uh, talk to him about what his job entails and his role in The Last Dance. So we'll have that when we come back, a visit with Derwin Graham, John Morris Show brought to you by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. It's the Pioneer Boys. That's their website, pioneerboys.com. They're open Monday through Friday, 730 to 5. They're open Saturday, 8 to noon. And then anytime, 24-7 on the web at pioneerboys.com. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, uh, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers, angle iron and structural pipe, all of that at Pioneer Steel and Pipe, serving Central Texas since 1943. Going back that long, it is the same family-operated business that opened in 1943. Four generations, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had the same ownership. Very rare in today's business environment. But uh, John Embry and his family uh, go back to 1943, and four generations of his family have uh, owned and operated Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Check them out, uh, 913 South Loop Drive and Orchard Lane in Waco, also with a location in Bryan, or on the web at pioneerboys.com. That is Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Hi, everybody. This is John Morris inviting you to join us this Wednesday for our next Baylor Coaches Show, our final Coaches Show for the semester. Join us at 6 p.m. Wednesday and hear from acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey, women's tennis coach Joey Scrivano, and Baylor volleyball coach Ryan McGuire. That's our next Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m., right here on ESPN Central Texas. At Baylor University, students can shine in their own way. Or should we say their own ways? Because there's no limit to the ways Baylor students make the world a brighter place. Whether they're leading a student organization or following a higher calling, getting advice from faculty, or taking part in world-class research, pursuing their dreams, or working toward their dream job, students find their place to shine at Baylor, where lights shine bright. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. My house has a new is here and so is home improvement season it's time to get those windows replaced call universal windows direct of central texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member universal's exclusive unishield windows are spaced with aerospace technology called super spacer and they have a life expectancy five times that of other systems 
And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google reviews. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Clark Roofing, the one to call for home and business roofing jobs. Check them out online at ClarkRoofingTX.com. Monday night, Stanford grad transfer Dejanae Carrington announced her plans to finish up her collegiate career at Baylor. Carrington chose the Lady Bears over UConn and Oregon. She only played in five games in 2019 due to a knee injury, but her extreme talent has her rated as the number two grad transfer according to ESPN. In 2018-2019, her junior year, she averaged 14 points, 7.5 rebounds, and she has three-point range. Make sure to tune in to Unnecessary Roughness with Ward White and me at 2.30 and hear from Carrington herself about the decision to join the Lady Bears. The Baylor Bears football team also picked up another commitment on Monday. This one is from Aliso Viejo, California native Luke Goldberg. Goldberg is six foot four, two hundred forty pounds, offensive lineman and defensive lineman, and is part of the twenty twenty class. Sports Center every twenty minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. First of all, there's no backstabbing going on here. It's time for me to move on. This will be Phil's last year as the coach of the Bulls. Are the expectations way too high? Where do we go from here? The only question, how long can it last? Now here's your host, John Morris. Back with us, John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. If you watched the series, and I know a lot of you did, the last dance on ESPN chronicling the uh, Chicago Bulls of the 90s and the uh, the last dance, a reference to that last year that group was together, the 97-98 season. You recognize that uh, rejoin with us. And uh, we welcome in a man who was uh, part of that project for ESPN, a producer at ESPN, former Baylor track stand out and Baylor grad Derwin Graham Jr. joins us now and Derwin good morning to you it's uh, great to catch up with you and great to have you on with us. Hey, good morning, John. It's good to hear your voice again. Brings back yeah, old memories. That's very nice of you. Thank you very much. Where are you? Are you up in the uh, in the Northeast? Yes, I'm, uh, I'm currently in Bristol, Connecticut. Okay, over here at the headquarters at ESPN, working from the house. Gotcha. So uh, everybody, uh, everybody that I know, I think, was tuned in to the last dance. Boy, that was uh, uh, really fortunate for ESPN. I say fortunate. I mean, it was planned to air in the summer, but for you guys to move that up and air during this time when people are looking for some fresh sports content, couldn't have couldn't have asked for a more captive audience. Yeah, it just worked out. It just so happens that we had majority of the episodes done already prior to the COVID-19 crisis. So we were prepared to go ahead and push those out while we finished the back-end episodes that weren't already finished. So it was just perfect timing, and we felt the need to put some content out there for people to just take their mind off of things. That's great. Well done. Was there a, a scramble? You said most of the episodes were already done, but then you wanted to kind of hurry up production and get it all done. Was there a mad scramble to get it finished? Oh, yes. There was a huge scramble. Um, we got the call 
um, on our weekly call for the last dance, they were like, hey, we're thinking about moving the dates up, so grab what you can from your desk, get it to your house, and be prepared to work. So literally I had to go to my desk and grab like 20 or 30 Jordan drives that I have and be prepared to work from the house and be ready to take calls and take in requests and answer questions from a mobile situation versus working at a desk with high-powered Internet. So yeah. it was just – um, it was very – Challenging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good word for it. Uh, was it, uh, it had to been a little tougher, you know, not sitting at your regular desk in your office uh, doing this. Uh, like you said, you had to get those drives with uh, everything on it and work from home. Uh, that, that just adds a degree of difficulty, doesn't it? Oh, yes, for sure. Um, at ESPN, you know, we have high power Wi Fi, so you can easily send like a gig or two in like wow. two seconds. Working yeah. from your apartment Wi Fi, sending one gig takes two to three hours. Yeah. So it was definitely challenging <laughs> on that side, just being a having good time value to push stuff out early in the morning. That way it could send in the afternoon so you have uh, some footage that's ready for episode eight or nine sent out so it could be placed into the video. Nice. What uh, what was your role with this project, and and, and kind of describe for us and, and our listeners, you know, what what you work on, or, or you know, kind of normal projects you work on there at ESPN. So I mainly work on ESPN Films and Thirty for Thirty. Um, I was the lead production assistant for The Last Dance specifically. Uh, more so, my main role was the archival producer of our ESPN footage. So basically, I would communicate with the Jordan team. We would talk about what we feel was needed for episode one or two, and they would give me a request. So I would go into our ESPN database and find and restore footage that I felt could potentially work for that specific episode. So, like, for episode nine and ten, um, they needed, like, footage of game five of the Jazz. So I would go in, grab pieces that I thought would work, and I would send it to them. And they used a good majority of the footage that I sent for episodes one through ten so besides the footage from the actual team that was there following them that final year, a lot of that footage that you see is stuff that I pulled and sent. So that was pretty cool just to see footage that I thought was good in the film. That's really cool. And that is, uh, you know, just watching 10 hours of that and knowing how much video you had to cull through, that was a ton. I mean, that's a ton of work and a ton of video to go through. Oh, yes, for sure. But Things like um, having spreadsheets and super organization just came in clutch. Um, yeah, it was, it was just um, all about organization, uh, good communication on their end, being specific with details. Like one specific request I remember seeing and getting, and then ended up making it to the final version of episode five or six, uh, whichever one was the baseball episode. I can't remember specifically. <laughs> but the request was, hey, Derwin, we want footage of MJ watching the Bulls play on TV from the Birmingham Barons baseball locker room. Right. And sure enough, I ended up finding one clip in our entire database that fit that, and it made the final cut. So it's, it's, it's just interesting and funny. Gosh, that's got to be gratifying to you to do all that work and then see the finished product and know, yeah, I gave him that shot. I helped make that happen. Yeah, for sure. I was watching uh, most of the episodes with my girlfriend. She came down from Texas up here before everything hit, and I'm just sitting here like a little fan, like, hey, I, I found that. I found that shot. I did that. <laughs> That's really cool. Derwin Graham Jr. is with us, uh, Baylor grad and a producer for ESPN. So did you watch all 10 before we all watched all 10, or did you kind of roll out and watch them as uh, you know as they were being aired? 
Yes, I saw Rough Cuts number one for every single episode. So I've seen every episode probably a hundred times before they finally aired, including the night of. I watched them beforehand, just uh, quality check screens, just making sure for the uncensored versions that the cuss words were there, nothing was bleeped, and for the censored version, making stuff, making sure stuff was bleeped. So um, I've seen each episode hundreds of times, but. <laughs> <laughs> watching them the day of, it felt just like I was watching it for the first time. That's how powerful this documentary series was. No, it really was. And, and how difficult was that not to, and I know that we even put a, a, a interview request out a little bit earlier into the process, but how how difficult was that just to kind of sit on it and not pu- talk <laughs> publicly to a lot of people about it just because you knew that, you know, you had to wait till everyone actually got a chance to see it? Oh, man, it's real tough because you, you're so excited, you know, growing up watching the Bulls. Like, who doesn't want to say they were a part of that and helping out with that? So, I mean, it's kind of like that meme where the guy's, like, trying to hold in his cough. You're just trying not to say anything. You're just sitting on it, <laughs> waiting until everything's out there. And then you could come back and be like, hey, guys, I did this, this, and this. And here's some behind-the-scenes stuff. So it, it was very hard just trying to keep it um, under wraps. And we were just so prominent for everybody to just everything stay under wraps because – that's how stuff gets leaked out and stuff, and you don't want that because you want people to just enjoy it in real time. You don't want to have, like, leaks and stuff out there and ruin the stuff. So um, just that, that kept coming into mind uh, anytime stuff like that come up. Yeah, I understand completely. How long – give us an idea how long you ha- have been working on this project, and did you have multiple things going on at the same time, or was it strictly this, The Last Dance? So I started at ESPN last year, January 2019, and my very first day, they were like, hey, Derwin, your main project will be the Michael Jordan documentary. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm new to the East Coast. I'm new to Connecticut, never lived outside of Texas. And I'm like, oh, wow, my first assignment is this The Last Dance. So uh, from day one, I was working on The Last Dance. But also I had other projects that was um, the lead production assistant on, um, the Dwayne Wade project. Um, unexpected life uh that was yeah. one of my main projects i was kind of co-juggling with the last dance um lance armstrong is coming up i'm on that um just a whole bunch of other projects we had to manage too along with jordan but when it came to like prioritizing jordan always came first just because that was like my big baby so that one had to be yeah. tended to constantly um michael vick so, yeah, there was a few projects that I had to juggle outside of that, too. But having a good coworkers, we all were a team and a unit. So everybody came in hand when it came to just um, picking up any um, loads that we needed to share. No pressure, huh? No pressure. Just say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wel- right. welcome yeah. to the company. Here, here, Michael Jordan Project. Go ahead and make sure it's right. <laughs> yeah, no, Not, no pressure. Like- <laughs> yeah, nothing like diving in head first, you know, with your job there. Hey, I'm curious how – so we have heard all along that Michael had uh, kind of uh, editorial uh, – whatever the word is, editorial review over this or, you know, mm-hmm. some some uh, say in what ended up there. How, how much do you think he stepped in and uh, made any changes or made some suggestions along the way? Uh, I'm sure that he made – small, minor suggestions, you know, just because, I mean, it's Michael Jordan, so he's going to have a say in it. But um, I think he really let the director um, just do what he could to tell a real good story and keep it as um, unbiased as possible. But, you know, the man himself had to get in there and say something. <laughs> what, was the question yeah, sure. ever asked of why? Why now that he uh, he green-lighted the, okay, let's go ahead and make this happen? 
Oh, I'm sure there was. I never got an answer about that, but yeah, it's just interesting that we waited till 2020. They've been sitting on this footage for years, and they finally decided now is the time to tell the story. Um, I think that was a good call versus doing it in, like, say, 2010 or something. I don't know. 2020 just seems like the perfect time. Just let that film age like wine, and then when you drop it, people are just that much more captivated by the footage and the story. And for a guy who does, you know, what you do at this level – to, to know that that video is out there, you know, all that behind-the-scenes video, that's what I thought was the best part of it, all that behind-the-scenes video that n- nobody or very few people had ever seen before. I mean, that's uh, that's like a treasure trove to work with, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's a huge just treasure chest full of just gems and stuff, and you're just amazed because it's like, man, people, somebody was there for that. They were there behind the scenes in the locker room with them that last year or in the weight room with them. It's just crazy just to see how much footage they got and how good the footage looked for being shot in the 90s like you would think that was shot sometime in the last five to ten years but yeah it's, it's just amazing that we they were able to capture all that footage and um there was a bunch of stuff that didn't make it into the film that probably could have its own film so it's wow. just amazing to yeah. see that wow. those hundreds of hours of documentary uh footage from that uh not make it into the film so, Derwin, you said, uh, you know, this was uh, your baby, you know, your main thing since you started there January a year ago. Uh, and then, you know, the baby's born now and the baby you're sending out into the world and the project <laughs> is finished. Uh, is there any sense that, oh, man, I'm, I'm sad this is over because you spent so much time and energy on it? Or, or are you tired of it and you're ready to move on to something else? <laughs> it's it's kind of like. Your child, your child grows up, you're like, oh, I can't wait for my child to get out the house. And then they finally do grow up and leave the house, and you're like, oh, I miss my baby. So it's kind of like that. I'm I'm happy to see it out there prospering, but I want it to come back home and be with me. (laughs) But, no, I mean, I'm happy that it's out there and people are loving it. The reception has been amazing. Um, I've already moved on to one of my next projects, just doing Lance stuff. Can't go into too much detail about that now, but um, (laughs) just working on Lance and Bruce Lee. Um, those are my uh, last two projects right now, currently, and then um, just getting ready to push that out. Uh, Lance Armstrong airs, Lance Part 1 airs this Sunday, Lance Part 2 the following Sunday, and then Bruce Lee the following Sunday after that. So we're oh, just nice. trying to keep the train rolling, um, not sit too much in the success, just enjoy it briefly because we know we still got more content we want to share out there with people just to give them some new content, new sports content. How big of a Michael Jordan fan were you just uh, just growing up as a young man? Just how, how much were you into MJ? Oh, I was very into MJ. Uh, my parents bought me all the shoes. Even my closet now is filled with a lot of his exclusive stuff. Nice. Um, me and my brother. My brother shared a photo of me and him rocking our Chicago Bulls uh, jumpsuits when we were kids with the shoes. <laughs> so we were all into the Bulls at a, even at a young age. Did you, how much did you? How much more did you learn, or how much more did you appreciate MJ after working on this project than you even did as just a young young man growing up, admiring him from a distance? Man, it was always like we knew he was the man, even at a young age. But sitting here, being a part of the documentary, uh, just seeing all the footage and everything, it just made you appreciate him that much more. It's like, okay, like, I heard all the stories. I kind of watched them, but kind of at the back end of his career, like the final years of the Bulls and with the Wizards. But to kind of just sit back and go back to his early stuff, it's like, man, this man was so poetic with the basketball. So it was just amazing. You finally get a a full appreciation for him and his game versus um, the guys like we have now, like LeBron and Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. 
Um, so we, you get to see them in comparison. You're like, wow, like Jordan really was top tier at that level. Like he's that basketball god. Derwin Graham Jr., our guest, Baylor grad, uh, works at ESPN. Uh, Lance Armstrong's coming up next. Bruce Lee after that. Uh, there's uh, there's something on McGuire and Sosa uh, in the works not too far away, right? Yes, uh, long gone summer coming up after that as well. That's it, yeah, nice. yeah, that'll be good. So then there's got to be, you know, looking long-term future projects like that on the drawing board any of those that you can talk about or say you know is in the the you know beginning stages of talking about kind of not really i mean lance um (laughs) all of the films are really good um i'm glad that we get to push them out there i think people love them just like they love the last dance um so it's just going to be good to see bruce lee especially because i don't know how much footage out there uh, was out there of Bruce Lee prior to this film, so it's a lot of stuff that people have never seen before. So that'll be something just uh, fun for people because it's like you know Bruce Lee has this mystique about him. So to have a, a full documentary about him, that'll be uh, well received, I think, along with uh, Long Gone Summer and Lance, and uh, it's just going to be amazing just to see people um, have time to sit down and watch these um, these not more so lesser documentaries, but. Not on the same stature as, like, say, a Last Dance, and yep. it'll be good for those documentaries to get as much love as the Last Dance too. Now that people are home and have time to sit down and watch them. Well, it's a perfect time for it. I mean, I think people have a lot more time, and and we've got virtually no live sports going on right now. Yeah. So you guys need the programming, and and we need something to watch like this. So it's a, a perfect uh, marriage of uh, timing with these things being released right now. Yeah, it just comes in handy that we happen to have a lot of films pretty much complete or near completion to where we're able to make the tweaks necessary to be able to push them out early. So um, it's just a blessing. Very cool. Derwin, I know you uh, you went to high school here in Central Texas and then to Baylor and uh, now off uh, doing uh, getting fame and fortune there at ESPN. And we're really <laughs> proud of you. Do you get back uh, to Central Texas very often? Uh, yes. Uh, for a while, I was coming back every other month just about. I would bring my work stuff with me, so I was working from my parents' house in Corpus Cove, Texas, nice. and I'll be, like, in the back room while everybody else is hanging out, and they're like, hey, can we come in the room? I'm like, no, nah, I'm doing, like, some top-secret stuff, so you can't come in yet. <laughs> but um, I, I try to make it down uh, as often as I can, especially to see my son. Um, the last time I got to come down there was uh, in February for his birthday. So um, I try to make it down there as often as I can. Uh, just to catch up with family and friends. So um, COVID-19 kind of put a little uh, halt on that for now, but I'm trying to get back down there as soon as I can, as soon as uh, things start to lessen up up here with work and with uh, travel situations. Gotcha. Well, great to visit with you. Great to get your uh, side of this, and we're really proud for you. I mean, you got a great job there and, and obviously working for a great company in ESPN. And keep up the good work. It's great to visit with you this morning. Yeah, thanks, John. I appreciate it. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, man. All right, stay in touch. Thanks again. Derwin Graham, Jr. with us, uh, former Baylor track standout, uh, distance man here at Baylor, and now working with ESPN. And uh, Q, uh, he's not kidding about, you know, top secret stuff. <laughs> when The things that he's working on, right. you know, ESPN, they don't want that out until they're ready to, to – 
have it on the air. So he's got a he's doing some stuff that really nobody uh, knows about until it hits the air. Nah, he's doing it in stealth mode. You know, he's trying to fly yeah. low under the radar. And uh, it was pretty funny when you asked him about is there any other films coming up. He's like, ah, nah, not really. Not info there. <laughs> <laughs> he he almost turned into said B Smart when guy. you said that. You know, he almost turned into the R and B like ah. Nah, you know, not <laughs> not right now. <laughs> so yeah. he he got smooth with it then, because uh, yeah, he's got some stuff that he can't he can't talk about right now, and that's okay. Smart guy. Well, that was good. That was fun. Great to visit with uh, Derwin Graham Jr. Uh, with ESPN. And next up uh, are the uh, uh, sound like two segments with uh, Lance Armstrong, and then Bruce Lee, and then also the. Uh, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire documentary that's uh, about to drop as well from ESPN. And it really is, boy, isn't it? I mean, you couldn't ask for any better timing to release things like this when people are looking for some new content to watch. No, not not at all. And I really can't wait till the, the one about uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. I really, really want to see that one just because I know how much that summer of baseball meant, well, what it meant to baseball. That summer was so huge, really saved the game. So I really, really want to uh, see that one. I cannot wait. The Bruce Leroy, <laughs> Leroy Bruce Lee is going to be a good one as well. Uh, Lance yeah. Armstrong, I'll probably dibble and dabble a little bit. But uh, Bruce Lee and then the, the baseball one, I'm really excited about. Yeah, so those are on the horizon from ESPN. All right, great to visit with Derwin. Uh, let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Tuned into the John Morris Show, brought to you as always by Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Hi, everybody. This is John Morris inviting you to join us this Wednesday for our next Baylor Coaches Show, our final Coaches Show for the semester. Join us at 6 p.m. Wednesday and hear from acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey, women's tennis coach Joey Scrivano, and Baylor volleyball coach Ryan McGuire. That's our next Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m., right here on ESPN Central Texas. At Baylor University, students find their place to shine. They're faithful friends and inspirational leaders. They're championship teammates and independent thinkers. They're on the cutting edge of high tech and in the halls of history. If you want to make the world a brighter place, you can. And if you want to shine in your own way, you can. The spark you need is already inside you. Bring it to Baylor, where lights shine bright. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. My house has a new is here and so is home improvement season it's time to get those windows replaced call universal windows direct of central texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member universal's exclusive unishield windows are spaced with aerospace technology called super spacer and they have a life expectancy five times that of other systems and they offer zero percent financing for 60 months that's zero percent financing for 60 months Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google reviews. I love- 
quick and easy to feed the entire family. Just stop by Bush's Chicken for Tender Tuesday. You get 16 tenders, a family gravy, and four rolls for just $11.99. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Clark Roofing, the one to call for home and business roofing jobs. Check them out online at ClarkRoofingTX.com. Monday night, Stanford grad transfer Dejanae Carrington announced her plans to finish up her collegiate career at Baylor. Carrington chose the Lady Bears over UConn and Oregon. She only played in five games in 2019 due to a knee injury, but her extreme talent has her rated as a number two grad transfer according to ESPN. In 2018-2019, her junior year, she averaged 14 points, 7.5 rebounds, and she has three-point range. Make sure to tune in to Unnecessary Roughness with Ward White and me at 2.30 and hear from Carrington herself about the decision to join the Lady Bears. The Baylor Bears football team also picked up another commitment on Monday. This one is from Aliso Viejo, California native Luke Goldberg. Goldberg is 6'4", 240 pounds, offensive lineman and defensive lineman, and is part of the 2020 class. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. This is the John Morris Show, proudly presented by Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Now, back to today's JMO Radio Show. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Really fun to catch up with Derwin Graham Jr., uh, former Baylor track uh, standout. Uh, Derwin was a distance man, Q. He ran uh, steeplechase. Uh, he was in the medley relay. He was cross-country uh, with John Capron here at Baylor. Uh, and he's Derwin Graham Jr., if the name sounds overly familiar. His dad ran track here also. So Derwin Graham was here. Uh, his dad uh, was a member of a national championship 4x4 relay team for Baylor. I think it was 19... 19- I think it was 1985 that they won the NCAA championship in the outdoor four by four relay. So great legacy there for uh, Derwin and his dad, both running track here at Baylor. No, that sounds like a, a really good, uh, nice family legacy right there uh, with the Baylor track team. And of course, uh, Baylor track is very, very, uh, very popular and very, very good. Yes, yeah, for a lot of years is what we're saying. It's been really good for a lot of years. So great to catch up with him. I really like those, uh, you know, those long-form documentaries and, you know, the 30 for 30s uh, on ESPN. Those are all just so well done. I I would watch any and all of those. You know, even if I I don't have a particular interest in the subject uh, title, you know, the subject matter of some of those, uh, I'll watch them just because they're so well done. And I kind of, you know, I like to know, you know, how the sausage is made and how they, you know, put those together and all the work that goes into it and finding that perfect shot that goes, you know, with, with the commentary or an interview. Um, so I have a lot of respect for uh, guys like Derwin who do what they do. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, one of the, you know, the tasks that he was he was asked to do and complete and he told us about was going and finding a video or footage of Michael Jordan watching a Bulls game from the, the clubhouse of the Barons. You know, and it's like, 
Where are you going to find that at? You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. how do you narrow that down? And so to have the patience to go through that and find it, locate it, uh, and then, you know, bring it to the table. And like he said, he found one. He found absolutely one, you know, <laughs> one piece of, of video or whatever, uh, you know, just a visual of that is just amazing. And, uh, you know, I think it takes a special person to be able to do that because everyone wouldn't have the patience to be able to go through all that and find it. Oh, man. I mean, painstaking, uh, just the time mm-hmm. it takes to go through all of that and and di- and, and uh, catalog it, you know, to right. know what you have and where it is. You know, maybe you saw that shot somewhere, but then if you didn't catalog it right, oh, man, where did I find that? <laughs> How can mm-hmm. I go back and find it now? Uh, so uh, really amazing uh, work that uh, that he does and a lot of other people do on those documentaries. Um, I watched one on the MLB Network uh, this past weekend. In fact, Saturday when it was raining, there was one on Cal Ripken. It was, it was just an hour, but it was really cool about him and the season when he uh, – not just the season when he broke uh, the Ironman record, but leading up to that and, and basically his whole career and culminating with that. And I just love watching those. They're, they're just so well done and so uh, well put together, you know, telling the story through interviews and video and pulling from so many different sources of video. So uh, I'm a big fan of, of documentaries and things like that. Yeah, no, they're great. They, they really are fun to get a little bit of a backstory. It's some more stuff than we'll normally just see in a, in a normal, you know, game setting or just kind of following a player or a team. And, and you, you'll get more uh, backstory and more information on them. Yep, for sure. So great to visit with Derwin, get a look into his life and what he does. So uh, great to visit with him. All right, Q, uh, what's coming up uh, later today on Unnecessary Roughness? Well, we are fast and furious, kind of like we do on the daily. Uh, We'll be talking to Patrick Walker at 1230, talking all things Cowboys. And I just realized this as I'm looking and going through the run sheet. I got back-to-back walkers. Got Patrick Walker at 1230 and then Kyla Walker at 130. So (laughs) Kyla Walker will be talking about, obviously, her Baylor career. She's not returning to the softball uh, you know, team and, and Getterman Stadium, but uh, she just graduated. So we're going to talk to her about all those things and you know how difficult the decision was not to return. You know, because I'm sure it was to return. You know, the opportunity to, to be able to return with the rest of her teammates is, is there. So we'll talk to her at 1:30. Uh, then Steve Wiltfong, we'll talk to him at 2 p.m. Talk all kind of recruiting. He's a lead recruiter for uh, 247 Sports, and he'll just talk to us about what Baylor's been able to do, Coach Dave Aranda, what he's been able to do, and the commits he's been able to get, even though he's not having any in-home visits he's able to do everything by way of of uh, you know virtual visits and stuff like that and still uh, been landing on a really really putting together a nice class so we'll talk to steve wiltfong at two o'clock and then dejanay carrington uh, the latest grad transfer that's going to be uh, part of the lady bears team this upcoming season she's coming from stanford she's going to join us at two thirty to talk about her decision to pick baylor over yukon over oregon uh, looks like a really really good player and you know you just got to give uh, coach mulkey a lot of credit for uh, you know kind of uh expanding her horizons uh chloe jackson comes in as a grad transfer and she has a lot of success with her uh taya cooper this past year as a grad transfer has a lot of success with her and so now i mean the the floodgates are kind of open where that's a, a possibility so dejanay carrington will join us at 2 30 as well very nice all right loaded uh between noon and three unnecessary roughness that is q that is ward that is steven and then uh matt mosley and steven simcox 
on the Matt Mosley Show 3 to 6 coming up this afternoon as well. Matt texts me he is uh, he's headed to Waco, so a Matt Mosley sighting in Waco. Wow, wow, that? we're blessed. <laughs> he, he heard he heard you when you say there were donuts and kolaches there. That's what it was. Right, exactly. No, <laughs> no doubt about that. Hey, I want to pass on this message real quick. We got on the uh, Bush's Chicken text line. We were talking about the weather a little bit earlier, and I just happened to notice it. I said, guys, y'all say a little prayer for all the FedEx drivers and all the delivery drivers out there. It's oh. going to be burning up today. <laughs> Oh, man, isn't that true? <laughs> it is. Golly. and I, I'll tell you, J-Mo, I remember as a FedEx guy, as a guy who used to drive FedEx, and I didn't drive in Texas. I was in California, so the weather's a little bit different there. When it was hot in those tin cans, it yeah. is so hot. And there is oh. no – the AC is how fast you can get that thing going and the doors open. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then that's just hot air, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. really – it is – oh, man, it is scorching. So, yeah, uh, anyone who's out there delivering and has to deal with that kind of heat, especially Texas heat – uh, definitely prayers are out to you and uh, make sure you stay hydrated. I had a big cooler uh, by my side. I had a couple Gatorades and a bunch of waters and I just I was pounding them the whole day. Just drink this water, drink this Gatorade, drink this water just to stay hydrated. Man, good point. Yeah, we remember those uh, those guys and gals who are uh, doing that for FedEx Absolutely. or UPS. So uh, be careful out there on a hot day like it is uh, predicted to be today. It was one of my most fun jobs, though, I, I will say. I really? Think, I think I've told you before. It's one of my favorite jobs. If I wasn't in radio, I would probably make sure I go back and do FedEx. It was, nice. it was one of good. my most favorite jobs. One, I think I probably made everyone mad at their jobs, but I would go in there and I would hang out and talk all the time. And you know what I mean? Like, I, I was the guy who likes to visit. No, <laughs> Shocking, right? Shocking, exactly, <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was me. I was the guy that, oh, here comes Q, look out, you know. And so uh, I, I just had a lot of fun with it, but uh, That's yeah, cool. it's all good. <laughs> That's really good. All right, let me mention some birthdays today. Uh, happy birthday to uh, Jared Nunes, coach for Baylor men's basketball. Jay New uh, has uh, just moved into a new house uh, close to us over here in Hewitt. So happy birthday to uh, Coach Nunes today. Uh, happy birthday to, uh, let's see, moving on down the list, Bill Bratcher, uh, former uh, baseball coach, assistant coach here at Baylor. Uh, ran into Coach Bratcher uh, periodically at uh, HEB or somewhere. So happy birthday to Coach Bratcher. Trey Davis, former Baylor pitcher uh, here, and he was from where, Mahaya, right? I don't yeah, want to lie Trey, to you. <laughs> yeah, no, Trey was from Mahaya. <laughs> don't want to lie so, to you. So uh, happy birthday to uh, Trey Davis. And today is Brian Skinner's birthday uh, at a Temple High School and Baylor University and into the pros. Pro basketball had a great professional basketball career. And today is uh, Brian Skinner's birthday. If this is right, he is 44 years old today. How is that possible? But happy birthday to <laughs> Brian Skinner. I saw him... Was that this past fall or maybe two years ago? I think it was just this past fall. He has a daughter that plays volleyball at the University of Kentucky, and Kentucky played uh, in an NCAA regional here in Waco, hosted by Baylor. And uh, so Brian and his uh, wife and family were here, and Brian's mom and dad, who uh, I, I got to know a little bit, uh, during Brian's time playing here, and they're they're in Temple, they're still in Temple, and they were up here for the volleyball game. And I mean, I hadn't seen them in you know in 20 years, but it was great to see them also. So fun to uh, see and visit with uh, Brian and his mom and dad, and and then watch his daughter play for Kentucky uh, in the NCAA tournament. That's cool. That that really really is cool. So uh, yeah, happy birthday to him. 
<laughs> yep, so happy birthday to Brian Skinner. Happy birthday to all those folks. And if we missed you, I do apologize. All right, uh, appreciate you being with us uh, this morning. Fun to catch up and visit with Derwin Graham, Jr., Baylor grad uh, working for ESPN. Uh, he had a big role in the uh, production of uh, The Last Dance, uh, which we all enjoyed. So well done by Derwin. Great to catch up and visit with him. Uh, remember, uh, Q is back with Unnecessary Roughness today at noon. Matt Mosley today at 3. Lord willing, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 9. Stay hydrated, be safe out there, and have a great day. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas. There's three kinds of people in this world. Those who can count and those who can't. 